Well, <clears throat> first of all, I want to say how excited I am to have this opportunity to be meeting with you because mm -hmm. I'm taking your class uh, online and very excited about the truth that you bring forth and the clarity with which you speak. Thank you. So I guess to, be, to begin with, I want to introduce you and you are Meir Ezra, mm -hmm. who is a spiritual entrepreneur. He is a unique combination of business with spirituality. Meir believes that if you focus on money only, your life will never be a true success because what is money good for without love, personal fulfillment, and growth across all areas of life. Now, I want to just tell people a little bit about you. You're Israeli born. You were raised after completing six years in a top unit in the Israeli submarines. Meir went to travel the Far East, including hiking through the Himalayas. Then he established a company, which he grew to $100 million within three years by the age of 31, and continues to successfully grow multiple companies. He has been married for 35 years, has three beautiful children, and enjoys many hobbies, including, get this, kite surfing. <laughs> he practices spirituality only with no ties to money because he doesn't believe that leads to true success. Because enlightenment without being able to pay your bills, going hungry or amassing debt simply isn't true success either. More and more people are asking him to teach them the secrets of his success. So he has started teaching his friends and before long, the world. So it is such a pleasure to welcome today to this conversation, Meir Ezra. Wow, thank you very much. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I have to tell you, I have interviewed 400 people on a little show I call Planetary Spirit. Mm -hmm. And in that time, I only met one other person whose light seems to be similar to yours. Oh, wow. I mean, just very, very high energy, high vibration. And the, the, the touchstone for me is clarity. Yeah. Nothing is complicated. Everything is simple. And there's no affectation about it. Like I'm higher than you and I'm giving you little seeds to, you know, this, nothing. No, you and I are equal. That's how I see you seeing other people you're teaching. Yeah. And to me, it's just not the way we see people in the world today who have either power, money, fame, or some type of success, we always look up at them and say, oh, a God. Yeah. And they say, yes, a regular human being come to talk to me. Yeah. That's not who you are. Yeah. You see everybody as that same level. Yeah. 
because my purpose, I think, is a little bit different. Uh, I'm not trying to be interesting. I want to be interested. And uh, I found that um, people actually, the truth is that people already know. The definition of the word spirit is this thing that knows. So people already know. And when you tell them that they don't know, even if you give them gold, you're actually hurting them. So the uh -huh. first thing you need to tell people, and the first thing they need to realize that they're actually perfect. And anything that they see around them that they did or experienced that is not perfect, it's actually not them. And they just need to separate this noise from themselves. People are perfect. And anything that is not perfect is not them. And it can happen. They can be perfect only for as long as they see everyone else as perfect as them. And I realized that teaching or learning is not a process of adding data. It's actually a process of deleting data. And all this data from beginning to the end that you need to delete is invalidation that you did to yourself or someone else did to you. All kind of invitations for you not to know. When you remove all the invitations not to know, you become you. And at that moment, nothing can stop you. And the very, we are almost, I don't know if it's luck or not, actually, no, it's not luck, but the fascinating thing is that once you become you, it's only good. You are incapable of doing anything bad. The spirit is incapable of doing something bad. So the question I, that when I first encountered you, that, I, I'm so happy to have this opportunity to ask. <laughs> Did you come to the planet as an awakened, realized being? Or did you in some way learn to unlearn what we are taught? So I think that um, the only awakened being is the being that don't know that is awakened because this is normal for me. So I don't know if it's awakened or not. It's just normal for me. I don't think that I'm awakened or, or not awakened. Or, this is how I see things. And that's how I always see things. And over the years, I improved the way to explain what I see. But I just know. I, I just know. I don't, I, I don't think that there's some major shift that happened. I just know. And there's, of course, a lot of things that I've looked and I've learned and I realized that you can explain it like this, explain it like that. But, uh, but I just know. I, 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 can, I can tell you a short story. When I was three years old, I think uh -huh. you heard that story. When I was three years old, I was with the cast up to the hips, up to the age of six. So the radio at home stopped working. I, it was Saturday. I opened the back of the radio, took out the vacuum tube, went to my dad and said, we need to replace that vacuum tube. My dad said, how do you know that this vacuum tube and not other vacuum tube or nothing or something else? And I looked at him like I was so baffled. I said, how do you know your name? What do you mean? When you know, you know. You don't ask how. <laughs> the moment that you start to ask how or why, it's the moment that you start to fail. Mm. When you know, you know. If you just practice this, if, if you go through your life, if you take a day and just decide that you know and take something that you have no prior experience with and there's someone asks you a question and just give a an answer without any 
ties to the outcome. Just give an answer. Just almost invent, but it's not inventing because the purpose is not to lie. It is just you assume that you know and you will see that you know. Okay, so Mayor, what comes to mind for me when you say that is if I think back as a child, and we all think back as a child at that young age, we all had that 100% open ended, anything is possible. I know, I know. But everybody that you meet, you have to know, every single one of them had that light slowly, 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 not extinguished, but dampened, yeah. brought down lower and lower. How was it that you have been able to hold on to that incredibly powerful, but tender, delicate light that a lot of us have lost track of? Um, I think that uh, I didn't entertain for a second the idea that I don't know. I, I just, it didn't cross my mind ever. And it just happened to be that from a very young age, I showed the adults that I know. So I demonstrated, I didn't accept when they told me you don't know, I showed them that I know. Mm -hmm. And I show result in the physical universe, not just saying that I know, but I showed that I could fix things, I could build things, I could change things, I could handle people, I could do all kinds of things that supposedly I was not supposed to be able to do. So I had cast up to my hips, but I still gone into the swimming pool and I was swimming with the cast. And I came up with a way how to do that. And, um, and they saw that I can, that I didn't entertain, I didn't agree with anyone that will tell me that I don't know. When someone will tell me that I don't know, I will convince them that they know. <laughs> Not that I know, I will convince them that right. they know, that they can know exactly like me. Right, right. And when like I convince them that they know, they stop, they stop telling me that I don't know. So I guess what comes to mind for me is now you have been out in the world doing your work for many, many years. You've certainly made enough money that money has no longer been an object for you ever since age 31, That's possibly correct. earlier, I don't know. Yeah. And why now all of a sudden if in this point of your life, have you decided to really let yourself be seen in the world and now more so, even more so, the world at large, you're coming into an awareness. Do you believe that the world is ready for the teachings that you offer? And do you believe that the shift that we're going through now with the coronavirus and this unearthing of racism uh, and, and starting to get into, you know, these new talks with how everybody should be equal for real, is, 
is is there something that is telling you now is the time now they're ready yeah so uh, i think that the what i've seen i've, I've been working for long time many years uh, and i was creating this small group of people that i really trained highly trained people that can do things that other people cannot do and they always ask me why we don't expand this thing why we don't do that bigger why we don't bring more people and i said i'm not going to stop anyone but i'm not going to bring people in uh, so if someone wants to come i'll teach him but I, but i'm not going to market it heavily and start to close people but what's happened with the coronavirus somewhere around december uh, i've made the first video on the coronavirus and i realized that this thing uh, is something that is more than the coronavirus because the coronavirus is really not an issue i mean if it's not an issue the issue is okay. that that most people are not willing to look at the data now why why, why do i say that uh, let's say that the number of people that die from corona is true and let's say that it's around 400,000 people and by the end of the year it will be 1 million okay one million okay. people would die from corona. Let, let, let's say that it's true. It's not. Let's say, okay? Okay. Uh, in the last uh, five months, most of the countries around the world were in quarantine, which means the number of people that actually drove was about 10% of the usual number of people that are that driving and the consumption of fuel was about 10% and everything reduced by 90%. Uh, but still, about 250,000 people die in car, car accidents. Right, right. Which means that if the, if the vehicles were normal and everyone will go out normally, we will have about 3 million people that die, 2.5 million people that will die this year from car accidents, if not more. Okay? Right, right. So it's about three times more than coronavirus will ever do. No one jumped. Yeah. There's about 6 million people that die from cancer. There's about right. 5 million children under the age of five that die uh, up, up to now, uh, just up to, the, up to May. So the numbers do not make sense and still people are afraid. So what I realize is that there is an actual push to make people afraid. Right. The problem right. is not the corona, the problem is the fear, the problem is the hysteria. And the, yeah. it's such a big problem that people think that their health is more important than their freedom. I've done a poll, I've asked, uh, and uh, we've done a few polls, not only me, a few people done poll, and they ask what more important, your health or your freedom? 65% in average says that the health is more important than their freedom, which means they prefer to be in a box caged in a box, but healthy, than to be free and get sick. If that's true, then if someone doing something unethical and he says, well, if you do anything, you may get sick, so do anything unethical. If there is a war to go out and you make it killed, you say, no, I'm not going to protect my country. Uh, if there is uh, someone that come to kill your family uh, and he said, well, I, I would shoot you if you will move, then you will not move because your health is more right. important than your freedom. Right. It's nonsense. And that, that hit me very hard. And I realized 
that if 65, 70% of people think that uh, the freedom is not as important, we are all going to be caged very soon. And I'm not talking about conspiracy theories, I'm talking about just the mechanism of this universe yeah. is working. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand. And that's when I realized that I need to speed up what I'm doing. And I started to talk about the coronavirus and about freedom. And I started to give people tools to become free now and to become successful. Because you cannot be spiritually free and hungry. You cannot be poor and free. There's no person that is really poor that is free. Because in this universe, you need money or you need income. It doesn't have to be money. You need some kind of an income to survive. Mm -hmm. Buddha tried to live on uh, one grain of uh, rice and he realized it doesn't work. He realized that's not the way. Right, right. So, right. so I, when I realized that, I, I realized that uh, people need a hand and um, they need a hand that, that will be very simple to understand, really simple, regardless what's your education, regardless what is your background, very simple to understand, but so powerful that it's more powerful than all the atom bombs together. And that's what I'm teaching. Something really simple that if you will implement 10%, you will become so rich that even the Jewish people will come to you and say, hey, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, before we uh, go too far, I just want to let people know that if they want to contact you or find out more about you, they need to go to www.meirezra.com, Meir Ezra, or they could contact you through phone, and that would be 1-844-T-O-P-C-O-A-C-H, Top Coach. Yeah, and you can and follow me on Instagram, Mayor Ezra Official. Oh, yeah, you, you cannot miss me online. Okay. Um, and I would just have to say, uh, it's a rare opportunity to be speaking with an individual of the light that you bring into this world of recognizing the godness of yourself in everyone you come upon and helping us to all wake up to who it is we came to be and came here to be. Yeah. So I, it's, it's monumental work that you were doing, monumental work. Thank you. And every time I hear you talk, you talk about things that, I mean, I'm so used to ha having conversations on this level and as you talk, we're going deeper and deeper and deeper. And yet, I'm understanding every word you're saying. Nothing you're saying is, is you know, like so crazy that I can't, you know, wrap my brain around it. No, it all makes sense. But it, it says to me, you have to rethink how you've been thinking about your life in order to live your life fully. Yep, yep. And these two things, two things. Number one, how do you know someone knows something? He can explain it to a six years old. If I explain yep. to you something and it sounds too complex, I don't know. 
it's not you, the student, that have learning disabilities. It's me, the teacher, that have teaching disabilities. If yeah. I teach you and you don't get it, I consider it my and only my failure. That's number one. And number two, I think that um, once you realize that everyone knows, uh, you, you will see that, uh, that they, once they realize that they also know, they will also realize that they can do something about the situation. And the moment that you realize that something can be done about it, just something, not important, just a little bit of an improvement, at that moment, the sky is not the limit for you. Because if you can improve in a millimeter, you can improve in a mile. And mm. that's really the key. Just the realization that you can improve. Yeah. And this, yeah. is one, one, this is like one side. And everyone else tell you there's nothing to do. Like it's, that's it. There's a virus and we have to wait. And maybe there will be a, a vaccine. And even if there will be a vaccine, we don't know who will die and who not. And right. you are in effect, and if you are in effect, you are dead, you are dead, you are dead. And we, the gods, the politicians, or the media, will tell you what to do. Uh -uh -uh. You, the god, you, the spirit, will tell you what to do, will tell your body what to do. And if you lose your body in the process, so be it. I heard that when you die, they give you bodies for free. You go to heaven, they give you a free body. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask for mortgage, nothing. <laughs> See, that's the whole thing. You have embraced um, not being fearful around death. Yeah. And, and in this country, we don't even speak about death. Yeah. yeah. You know? So by doing that, by having that embrace of death, you have freed yourself yeah. from yeah if they cannot kill you what English. can they do if they cannot right. kill you what can they do to you nothing if you're not yes you see when i when i was um i think i was something like 24 25 something like that i had this vision of a person that i never met in my life never but it was very very, he, he, she was very rude to me, like I know her better than myself. Mm. But I just woke up and I thought that was a, a dream. But it did, it, I couldn't shake this thing off. It, she kept this, the beetles kept on coming. And, and, then, and then I thought, ah, you know, it was in Paris and my, my uh, uh, father and uh, mother, my parents were uh, from Morocco and they went to France so maybe they told me something and I tried to come up with all kind of explanation because my head is a very technical very engineering way I need to prove everything it needs to be organized it needs to be yeah they need to be something need to make sense there and it didn't make sense I just knew that was a totally <laughs> like what I don't know this person I know I don't know I know I don't know this person but I had this thing that I knew that I know. And I said, okay, fine. What I'm going to do, I'm going to either prove it or disprove it. So I wrote everything down, get, put it in an envelope, gave it to a friend of mine, call a lawyer in Paris and say, hey, I want you to find about this person. I gave him the name and ID and bank, now, a bank account number. And I said, I want you to find this, uh, everything you know about this person. 
And he told me, uh, Elena told me, do you, do you know that person? I said, I think so, I'm not sure. <laughs> so I'm calling my friend, I'm telling him, hey, we are going to go to Paris. He says, what? I said, I'm paying. He says, no problem. So <laughs> we fly, <laughs> yeah. we're flying to Paris, we go to this lawyer, we see the lawyer, and I ask the lawyer, okay, tell me, what did you find about that person? And that guy, my friend, looked at me and he's like, who is this? What, what are we doing here? What, what are you doing? Are you nuts? And I said, just, just, just hold on a moment. And the, the lawyer started to tell everything about this person, blah, 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 blah. I told him, open the letter. He opened the letter and my friend is dark. And he opened the letter and he became white. As he read mm. the letter, he became more and more mm. and more white. And he's like, mm. what's that? At that moment, I knew, I knew that I'm not my body. I'm not oh. my body. That's why I said my body. It's like my car, my phone. I'm not my phone. I'm not my car. I'm not my body. I'm not my past. I'm not even my actions. And once mm -hmm. you get that, once you get that, you are free. Mm -hmm. Not a second before. And deeply get that, not like, not like get that, like I'm going to go take a walk or, you know, and that was nice. And, you know, I forgot about that two days from now. No, that becomes your new truth. Yeah. And that's how you live your life from that point on. In yeah, a you brand know new it. Like, you know, your name, you don't think about yeah. it. You don't, you don't explain it. You don't, you, you know, your name, you like, I know my name. Someone asked me my name. I don't need to take a, uh, my, my iPhone and to see in the notes what my name yes or to think oh what what is my teacher told me about my name uh, let me see how did he define it no I just know my name right. it right. has to be at that level yeah and now there's a quote on my web there's a quote on my website <clears throat> which I didn't write and to be honest with you I'm forgetting who wrote it <laughs> but it says we are spiritual beings having a human experience, not human beings, you know, having, being spiritual. Yes, we are I, spiritual I, beings first. Yeah, we're spiritual being creating the experience, not having, because if you are having, you are not anymore a spiritual being. I'm a spiritual being creating an experience that I call it right now, human experience. Okay. I'm creating it. Yeah, you're, Create means bring something out of nothing. Yeah, love that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, you're very empowering in your teaching. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. We're I, just about it. The new, answers, just the new answers of how people talk, if you listen to how they talk, you can actually realize from what they say, what you need to, to show them. Yes. Yes. But how many people listen that carefully and that deeply to what someone else is saying versus what they're saying and how many people even listen to what they're saying that deeply i mean that's that's in some respects where i find your power um, of observation of of 
almost belly wisdom is that you are bringing all of you into every conversation, even though there's this wonderful, gentle smile, there's this, you know, very playful energy, there's this light that emanates from your eyes, but there is this intensity that is behind that of focus and love. Yeah. It's all pure love. Yeah, it's, it's, you're very, very, very correct. And I see that in many people. I don't think it's only me. Speak to some of my students that are with me for, that have done a few of the um, advanced classes. And you will see, speak, uh -huh. to, speak to Marcel, speak to Pedro, speak to Monica, speak to, to those people that have been with me. And you will see this shift happen to them and they, or they created that shift. And once they created that shift, when it didn't happen to them, when they created it, at that moment, you can see that they command the space. They actually command the space. They actually mm -hmm. are so interested mm -hmm. that they're giving, they're putting all the space there because they are really interested. And really that's the definition of power. Power is defined by the size of the space that you command. Mm. Power is defined by the size of the space that you command. Yeah. Ah. So Nelson Mandela commanded South Africa. 100%, even when he was in jail. That's the power. Yes. yes. I'll tell you what I've found absolutely. And, and again, you know, I, I see it very rarely. But after 27 years of being in jail, I remember when he was released from jail and I had a little black and white TV and, and they were showing pictures of him coming outside the gate for the first time. And I got off my chair, walked as close to that television because I wanted to see his face. Yeah. And when I saw his face, I was, it was like looking at Jesus. Yeah. I yeah. said, this man has no anger in his heart whatsoever. How is that possible? Yeah. It's possible because he didn't consider that he was jailed. Because you're not jailed before you consider that you have been jailed. Yeah. Yeah. You're not in pain before you consider that you're in pain. You're not happy before you consider that you're happy. Hmm. So you create your own feeling. No one makes the feeling for you. And how few of us are awake and aware to recognize that we are creators of everything that we have brought into this universe for us to be interacting with. Yeah. And that's such a simple concept, but how many people will actually take that on and say, that is truth. Yeah, true, yeah. yeah. And that's the difference. The moment that you actually realize, the moment, you know, the word clever mean, the word clever mean the ability to recognize truth. Ability to recognize truth. So the moment that you realize that truth, 
the moment that you actually realize the truth, you you will see that just having even a second of like, like oh yes, you will have a discharge and the past will go away and you will be able to start creating your future now. And what does it mean now? Now mean how much future you can put there. Now mean how much future you can put there. Uh-huh. So there's some now. Yeah, this is now. There's some people that think, I don't know what will happen. I don't know what will happen. They don't have any future. They're totally stuck in the past. And that's the definition uh -huh. of insanity. Attention stuck in the past. And some people that know I can create a second and that they can live. And some people think I can create a minute and they're really powerful. And when you see someone that can create an hour or a day ahead, that he's like 100% sure this is the day I'm putting it there, you see a giant amongst men. Ah. Because ah. for him, there's no insanity. He is not stuck in the past. What's happened a second ago, it's irrelevant for him because he is not his action. And the beautiful thing is that the responsibility goes up and everything goes up because you don't need to do something bad. You don't need to do something wrong to create an effect. You can create an effect. The only reason people doing bad things is because they believe that the effect they created so far was not good. The good effect was not an effect. So they reverse and they start to lie because even lying is a creation. Low level, but it's still creation. Sure. Sure. Now, how does that tie in with your five-second teaching? Okay, so the five-second rule is a mechanism uh, to break the considerations that you already have. What do I mean? A usual person uh, is trained unconsciously uh, to look in the environment and to, he, he is basically a radar for reason to fail. He, he has a strong urge to surrender and he just looking around for reason to fail. So he goes to do push-up and he starts to think, oh, it's difficult. Uh, I did not do push-ups before. I did not eat today. I'm tired. Uh, it's painful. This is all reasons to fail, yes? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> most people, most of the time, uh, are really bound on uh, the urge to surrender. Now, what I, what I say, in order to break that automatic mechanism that you've been doing for billions of years, uh, I came up with the, the five-second rule. What is the five-second rule? The five-second rule is a rule that you do, that you say, look, I have to do only five seconds. Only five seconds. Now, of course, you know that you have to do five more and five more and five more. But you say, yeah. I, I, I know that I have to do only five seconds. And you know that you lie to yourself that there is not more. But that's how you right. create a game. How do you create a game? You create a game when you know that there is an opponent. You know you put him there. You know mm -hmm. you can take him off. You can win him or you can fight or not. Because if you cannot fight him, if you think that you're going to lose, it's not a game anymore. It's just a loss. So you know uh, you've got a good chance
to win and you create again by putting the next five seconds and the next five seconds and the next five seconds and lying to yourself. It's the creation of the other side, the minus. So the plus is the five second and the minus is the other five seconds will never come. I will win, I will win, I will win. And if you do five seconds, five seconds, five seconds, five seconds, you see that all of a sudden, very quickly, you stop counting the five seconds and you just realize that you can. And how it, uh, how it happened, it happened to me in the army, but uh, one of the good description of this thing, one day I had uh, a student in a seminar, we had, I don't know, 100, 150 people in the seminar. And I was talking about the power of the spirit and that with the spirit, you can do anything. And he stood up and said, yes, if you're so powerful, uh, can you do seven minute plank? I said, probably seven I can minutes. plank. You're not playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, I can do probably seven minutes. Just tell me what is playing because I never done playing, never saw it, <laughs> never heard the word. I, I didn't sure. know this word like that in English. So he said, I'll show you, no problem. So he showed me and he said, I've been training for six months and now I'm doing seven minutes and there's no way you can do seven minutes. If you can do one minute, you're, it's impressive. I said, okay, good. I'll do it. Well, no problem. You're buying dinner? He says, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I go down and I do seven minutes and he's like, everyone is uh, ecstatic and wow, how did you do that? How did you do that? And I said, look, can I tell you something? I cheated. And they said, how did you cheat? Mm -hmm. I said, I didn't do seven minutes. I've done many five seconds. Right. I, for me, it was not seven minutes. Right. For me, it was never seven minutes. I didn't hear the seven minutes. I, I actually decided that there's no seven minutes. There is only five seconds. Right. And you will see that if you do it like that, you create a game. And you create a game. And when, you, when you're playing a game, you'll see that all of a sudden you're enjoying it. You don't want to win. You don't want to not lose. You're enjoying the game. And when you enjoy the game, it becomes so easy when, when it's difficult. A game becomes easy when it's difficult, when you're enjoying uh, it. When you do uh, a job and you decide that it's a game, that you're enjoying the, the work, you will see your work will become the best play in your universe. People ask me, how can you work so many hours? Sometimes I work two, three hours, two, three days straight, nonstop. How can you work so many hours? It's, I don't work. It's a game for me. It's, I enjoy it. It's, it's fun. It's fun if I do kite surfing, if I do that, if I ride motorcycle, if I jump from airplanes, uh, if I do anything that is challenging, that is dangerous, that it's uh, not easy, I enjoy it. But for things that I do that take nothing, let's say I've got to uh, watch a movie on Netflix because uh, I need to sit with the family and watch a movie on Netflix, I get really tired because there's yep. no game. I know what will happen, of course. So it's like they say, if you enjoy the work you do, you never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And the other one would be that very old Asian saying, the longest journey begins with the first step. Yeah. So five seconds, five seconds, five seconds. <laughs> yeah. I would say the longest journey begins with the first five seconds. Right, right. You need to decide right. that you do the first five seconds. You need to decide. And by the way, there is an actual reason why five, not four, not three. 
but, oh. but this is a, yeah, this, it's not just, I didn't come up with a five just as a number. There's an actual reason and it has to do with the deterioration of the spirit and how the spirit deteriorates from all knowing to being an effect. But that's a little bit more of an explanation and I will explain, yeah. it. I will explain yeah. it in the Yoga Sutra in the, I think that you will be there. So in the Yoga yeah. Sutra, as I will explain it and why it is like that and so on. Okay. But that's okay. well, five steps of deterioration. I look forward to hearing that that explanation because <laughs> everything else you've been saying has been very challenging to the way I've ever thought. <laughs> yes. But but it all makes sense yeah. and it's it's all it just seems like it's every class seems to me like a, another gift I get to unwrap. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy thoroughly. You know because it's it, it reminds me of Christmas as a child. My, 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 my grandmother used to say, Jeff just doesn't open up the presents. He shakes before he opens. He yeah. just, he's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some of that energy when I come to take part in your classes because I know that I have to clear out the cobwebs in my mind in order to be able to bring in this new fresh energy that's yeah. filling me with new ideas, new possibilities, and the horizon seems to stretch longer and wider. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, look at you as an individual. I have no idea what age you are, but you have the joy and the light streaming through you like very few people I see, yeah. very few people. Yeah, thank and, you. And well, and that just goes back to what I said before, you know, anybody who does work that they enjoy never works a day in their life. You exactly. play all day long. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, because you understand that you're the chess master, you are the creator and you love the game. Yes, and I enjoy the game. Even if the game do not work, I enjoy it because I created it. It's fun. Right, right, right. So it's almost like there is no negativity. There is no room for it yeah. in your game. Yeah, what, what I say is that when a person realizes that he needs to be able to win and lose with the same level of enthusiasm, yes, he can enjoy the game. Because otherwise, you either want to win when things go well, and when things don't go well, you don't want to lose. But in both cases, you will lose eventually. Why? You know, in this universe, this plus and this minus, okay? Everything is composed of two, plus and minus, plus and minus. Now, uh, if you put your attention on the plus and only the plus, what you do, unbeknown to you, you intensify the minus. So the oh. minus grow without your control. So when you say, I want good, I want good, I want good, I want good, one day you'll get bad. You'll see that sometimes people get very good news and very quickly after that, they get a disaster. Uh, after every good, good, good news, there is some disaster that's coming in. And it's like almost like a good news bringing problems. So people say, you know what? Don't give me bad news. Don't give me good news. I will not take the bad news. And the reason is 
is because they look only at the plus. So if, if you say, um, I want to be healthy, I want to be healthy, I want to be healthy, you say it because you're actually not healthy. If, uh... if, if you say, I want to be healthy, I want to be healthy, you say it because you, don't, you are not healthy. If you see a person that say, I want to be successful, I want to be successful, I want to be successful, you, you're looking at a failure. A big failure because someone that already succeeded, at least in his head, will not want to be successful. He will want to be creative, he will want to help people. So I say uh, success is a target only for failures. <laughs> because only when you're, you're a failure, you want to be successful. You know, you're hurting a lot of people out there who do seminars all day long about success <laughs> and all they do is tell people to focus on success so yeah. you're putting them all out of business <laughs> i know because what happened with these people and i think they have very 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 good intention but they don't know they don't actually understand what they're doing so yes they're right. becoming successful the lecturer is becoming successful but 99.9 percent yeah. .9 of the industry of self-help you have people that losing because they pay much more than they will ever recover because what they've learned is good saying things that sounds amazing but not true so they're actually becoming even deeper in the problem because truth will make you lighter and will allow you to do anything so you see most people um, you, you know, I heard sometimes, some time ago, and I was uh, in my son's school, and uh, a, a lady was talking there, and she was saying something like, you know, if you take a person and you give him a fish, um, you give him a meal, right. but if you give him a fishing rod, you teach him how to fish, and he has many meals. And I said, that's nonsense. Right. I said, that's nonsense. And, she, and like my son looked at me and said, well, what do you mean nonsense? Well, what's wrong with that? I said, well, now I put him in jail that called the fisherman. Why don't teach him to know so he can be fisherman, pilot, not a fisherman, not anything. Why do I need to limit him? Why do I need to put him in a jail of, from now on, you're a fisherman and I'm God and you are president and that looks to me like really not good. So if you take a person and you teach him that he knows, you actually get him the ability to be Anything he wants, it will. It's such an explosive idea <laughs> that, that, that I'm almost wondering if that's illegal to say that out loud. The one that they would take us off YouTube. <laughs> I mean, these are these are ideas that are so far out of the box. Mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, having that many people running around with that much freedom for people in power, that's a very scary thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, let me ask you this, if I may, Mayor. Mm -hmm. What is the most important thing that you want people to know at this time in the creation of the world about themselves that will bring more light into this universe and that we're ready to hear. Something can be done about it. 
just realize something can be done about it. I don't care if you come to hear what can be done about it from me, from yourself, from your grandmom, from your rabbi, from your church, from, I don't know, from, from your dog. But something can be done about it. There's now again, something that can be done about it. Just something. And if you can improve a little bit, it's not so bad. Now, that is the type of clarity that's almost mystical in my interpretation because it, it, it's, again, why I'm drawn to you and why I think, in my belief, you are such a powerful and profound teacher because you're saying something so seemingly simple, but you're really saying, have the understanding that no matter what it is you're confronting, you have the power to change it, no matter how big it is, no matter how awesome it is, no, how, no matter how horrible it is, something can be done about it. Yes. You can change whatever it is you're confronting. Yeah. Woo! unbelievable it's easy it's simple because all you have to is to change a little bit something you don't have to fix the whole universe if yeah. you can change one thing you will find soon enough you can change two things and then four and then 16 and then 32 and then 64 and then 128 and you will be surprised how fast that progress happened as long as you don't try to move from one to 16 you go to one to two Two, two, four, uh, four to 16. Don't uh, jump too much. Just something can be done about it. Do just that thing. Don't expect a universe that has been destroyed for 70 trillion years to be fixed in 73 seconds. It's not going to happen. Just something, just a little bit, one thing, and then two. And don't expect it after that to be 20, four, and then 16. And even that is very fast. Even that is very fast. But if you do that on anything you do, if you go to the gym and don't try day one to, to pick up 100 kilo and you hurt yourself or you get so tight the next day that you cannot do anything and you never go to the gym again. Yeah. Uh, if, you do, if you go to do a, a diet, don't go and say, I want to lose 50 kilos and today I lost one gram. So it's very bad. No. I want to do something about it. One gram. Right. And then two grams. And then four grams. In, and you start in grams. You start in something really, really nothing. And you don't buy the story of let me go faster. I can. I know you can. Mm -hmm. One of the ways to demonstrate responsibility is the ability to withhold. One of the mm. definitions of the word responsibility is the ability to withhold, not to do, because you know it's not correct. And that's what people don't, almost never get. And the, the gradient is too fast for them, they fail, and once they fail, they don't continue, and that's the end of that. So what I'm hearing you say, if I hear you correctly, is that you're saying, first of all, I am the creator of this universe. That's number one. 
Number two, what I'm hearing you say is once I do something about it, I make a new creation in, in spite of what's ever confronting me, whatever the barrier is that is in front of me, I have now taken one step beyond it. And using the five second rule, if I then in five more seconds take another step, then I'm all of a sudden running. Exactly. Yeah. But then what happens is the consciousness, the conscious awareness is that I remember where I used to be. I see that I've created something new. I've done something about it. And I have now created my new universe. Yeah. You created what's called success. Success is the sum of all validated improvements. Success is the sum of all validated improvement. Yeah. So it's not the size of the improvement, it's the number. So you, you, are, you are not doing well, and then you, you don't go and sell a billion dollars in day one. You sell 60 cents to your mom, and then you sell another dollar to your friend. Mm -hmm. and you sell another two dollars to someone that you know and it seems nothing but that's what you do you say you and you you report to yourself because usually you sell 60 cents to your mom and say well it's not it's only for mom you invalidate it no you validate it you report to yourself i improved then two dollars to your friend you don't say well he's my friend he helped me no 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 that's an improvement it's it's improvement you just report to yourself an improvement and if you go for three hours reporting to yourself improvements, you will discover how powerful you are. Just look, any person that will do this drill will just look, take uh, three hours, and just every time there's an improvement, you don't have to do too much, just report to yourself, hey, improvement, hey, improvement, hey, improvement. Uh, well, I, I was nice to that guy, improvement. I was this, improvement. Uh, I, I didn't uh, look at uh, Instagram every five minutes, I looked every seven minutes. Improvement, smallest improvement. Just report to yourself, improvement, improvement, improvement. All of a sudden you will, you will realize that, well, you know what, I can. And the moment that you say, I can, that's the difference between a person that fail and a person that succeeds. A person that succeeds, think that he can. That's all, nothing more. Again, you bring it down to such a simple step to take that a monkey could do this. <laughs> and and that's, what, that's what gives me such hope, you know, that, that you have this really deep understanding of spiritual matters, of energy and, and the realms outside of energy in this physical universe but you're able to bring it down to such simple terms that we can then get the one step that will bring the enlightenment that we're looking for mm -hmm. and live our lives enlightened, live our lives aware, live our lives awake, live our lives with joy in our hearts each yeah. every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of our lives that we've chosen to create our future. <laughs> Amazing. Simple. Yeah. It's really, really simple. Um, if you want to know 
uh, if something is simple, anything that looks complicated, it's actually simple. And anything that's complicated is actually simple. Yeah, okay. because the opposite of simple is flat. So you can look at love and you will know that the other side is hate. And you can look at hate, you know there is love. So if you take a brother and sister that's fighting, you'll see there is a big hate. Why? Because there was a big love. But if uh, you fight with someone in the street that uh, cut you, okay, there's uh, two seconds uh, uh, anger, and, but there's no hate. There's maybe anger. Maybe there's uh, an amazement, but there's no hate. It's not something so rooted in you that you are willing now to fight and spend all your life fighting that person. Why? Because uh, when there's big hate, there must be before big love. Plus, come before minus. Mm. So you just need to understand when, the, when it seems to be there's a big problem, it means there's no problem. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. Well, it, it, it's not weird. It, it, I, the reason I'm laughing is because you take these complicated things that we really want to get all tied up in knots with, and you say, oh, that that's complicated? That's simple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I'm, I'm trying to see the simplicity. <laughs> You know, it's very easy to prove because you can have a very, very big problem, major problem that you are like, you are totally in it. Now someone come and shoot you, that earlier problem become nothing. And this new problem <laughs> is a real thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so if it was really well, a real problem, then you would have two problems, but you don't. You have one yeah. real problem at the time. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Meir Ezra, I want to thank you so thank much you. for you. this opportunity to um, have your light broadcast a little bit further in the world <laughs> through this opportunity to speak with you. And it, you are just such a pleasure and such a joy and such a gift to this world. So thank you very much. I just wanna thank let people know again, that the way to find you is to go to www.mirezra.com, mirezra.com, M-E-I-R-E-Z-R-A.com, or to phone you at 1-844-TOP-COACH, T-O-P, C-O-A-C-H. Yep. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you can always find me on Instagram, Mayor Ezra Official. And you can always find, look her up and you will see me also. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a joke. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank no, you very no, much. You may say it's a joke, but it is the truth. <laughs> Because anybody who's looking towards heaven or looking at a higher vibration sees themselves and then sees you there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. It was really a pleasure talking to you. And thank you for everyone that's listening and everyone that's watching this thing on a recording or, or if you've been here with us right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Namaste. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, take care.
Cheers.